This week on Ultra 64, 3D stands for dull, 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 because we're playing three generic ass fighting games. Welcome to Ultra 64, and my god, it's hot today. I just, I can't even muster up the courage to care about these games. To quote a guy, I went to, there was an actual jury duty session I went to, and a guy got out of it because he stood up and he said, I can't muster up the courage to care about this case. And so he got dismissed. Wow. So, that's a way out of jury duty, people, for the future. My name is Steve Gunley, by the way. Oh, here comes a new challenger. Um, <laughs> I'm Woody Siskowski. Um it's it's not hard to get out of jury duty. It's, it's really thing, not. It's yeah, thing that we learn. Um, I stuck around because I thought it'd be interesting. It was not. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, was it more interesting than uh, Dual Heroes? Yes. Oh God, yes. Okay. Yeah, I guess I should say what games we're playing. So we're playing three games this week. Three D. Dark Rift, Deadly Arts, and Dual Heroes. I lumped them together because they all start with D. They are all fighting games. And they all could not sustain an episode on their own because they are unremarkable in every way. But we're going to try and remark on them one way or the well, other. That's, that's what they pay us for. Well, first things first, I feel like I need to make a correction over last week's episode Ooh, in regards the first to... time this happened. We've been... We've been in, uh... Unmistakable. I think unmistakable. Inm- right? Unmistakable <laughs> until right now. Until, until right you now. use the word unmistakable. <laughs> um, what did I do? Oh, did I do? No, I didn't delete my notes. I'm good. Um, so this is in regards to George Foreman, and I'm only making correction on this because it's actually weirder than I thought it was. Oh, okay. um, he does have five kids named George Foreman, his five sons, and they are, like you said, George Jr., the third, the fourth, the fifth. Okay. Uh, he also has seven other daughters, okay. and one of them is named Georgina, and he's been married five times. Did he write um, in and correct you? He did. He wrote <laughs> in and corrected me. So I wanted to... Sorry, champ. I just wanted to get that straight. I just thought that was even weirder, and I wanted to put that out there. Yeah. Who the hell has 12 kids? George Foreman does. That's crazy to me. That George, is insane. If you're not George Foreman and Mormons. Yes. I Foreman, mean, it's, that, it's George like a Mormons. mnemonic device yeah. to help you to remember. It's Who George, has 12 kids? Right. George Foreman Mormons. and Mormons. Yes. And Norman, uh, Paranorman, the kid from the the claymation movie. Well, yeah, he really got Sorry, busy. Not claymation. I know it's stop motion animation. Sorry, nerds. I'm gonna have to write in next time. It's just gonna be an <laughs> unending string of like corrections. <laughs> Try to correct one thing about George Foreman before you know it. Paranorman fans are writing in. Oh, I can believe it. Those Laker fans are uh, vehement, vehement. Kubo and the two strings. Am I right? I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. No, me neither. Um, anyway, let's talk about these games. Um, the, the, let's start with we're going to go chronologically here because out of these three because I just because who else can think of how else do you order these I mean it also works out that these are alphabetical same so it just works out that way lucky us yeah. we're living a charmed life here. I know um, we're starting with Dark Rift Dark Rift was released July 27th 1997 it was developed by Kronos Digital Entertainment and published by Vic Tokai it was also released on Windows so Victor Kai is a name uh, that should be familiar to NES fans because they had a string of cult hits on that system, including Golgo 13, The Marad Conspiracy, Clash of Demon Head, Kid Cool. They had some cool games. I, I, I like Victor Kai games on NES. Um, they have, they're very uh, Japanese feeling. Very right? Japanese, but Golgo 13 in particular uh, did some really weird, interesting things for the NES at the Go-Go time. Golgo 13, like the character is like a Japanese super spy, right? Yeah, like yeah. James Bond. Is, is, I think that Golgo 13 is the longest running manga series in history. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, I need to check that out. I don't, I'm still very ignorant about manga. And I've which, tried it. It's Aside from the reading backwards, I've never gotten too into it. So much of it is in black and white, which yeah. is something I really have trouble with when I read graphic novels because I feel like I'm losing so much. Oh, yeah. If you try to like keep up with The Walking Dead or anything, all the characters just look the same to me. I yeah. Don't know. I just, it just feels bland. Or, yeah. yeah. Speaking but, of bland, tell yes. us more about Dark Rift. Vic, Vic Tokai, uh, this was their one and only game for the N64, and the company stopped producing video games after this. Uh, they're now known Dark as... Rift broke them. They broke them right in half. They're now known as Tokai Communications, and uh, they're our thriving telecommunications firm in Japan. So they're doing well for themselves. They're just not... They dropped the Vic. I'm Vic guessing that there's a lot more money in telecommunications than there I'm are in bad fighting games. I'm going to guess so as well. Uh, so the, uh, the developer on this was Kronos Digital Entertainment. Uh, they've been gone since 2002. Uh, aside from this series, they are best known for Fear Effect on PS1. Did you ever play Fear Effect? I feel like 
Wasn't there a game that was somewhat infamous because it had lesbian characters? That's what I was going to get to. Yeah, yeah it was... Uh, I, I would say half praise and half condemned for having a, a bisexual lead female, which that didn't happen until Fear Effect 2. And I wouldn't say this is a particularly sensitive or uh, intelligent depiction of the LGBTQ community because they're basically just very pornified, like, fanboy lesbians. Um, not great. And it, it kind of got me thinking, like, this is something the video games still don't do well. We still don't have a lot of, like, LGBT representation. Like, not really. I mean, you can be... You can choose to go that path in like Mass Effect, Ellie from Last of Us, uh, I think Life is Strange. I don't know. I can't really think of too many yeah, other examples. a lot of games I haven't played. Um, There's some people who want to go back and like retrofit like Birdo from Super Mario <laughs> 2 or Poison from Final Fight, you know, yeah. but those are just translation errors. And those than... don't really have much to do with yeah. representation as far as characters go. Exactly. What yeah. I'm saying is people do better. Come on. There's a lot of people out here. Uh, so it's kind of hard to look at that at Fear Effect now, but it was pretty popular at the time, and uh, there has been a sequel and a Square Enix-produced remake, which is actually supposed to be released on console sometime this year. A it was pretty cool of, for its time. What kind of game is Fear Effect? Is it an RPG or is no, it like an action game? No, it's like an action game. It's like a cinematic action game with like cel-shaded characters. Yeah, um, it had a cool art style. It looked pretty cool for the time, but I don't know. I can't say how it holds up now. I'm sure not great. So Dark Rift... Uh, this is really strange because this is the middle game in a trilogy. Um, the first game, it was called Critcom. It came out in 1995, and it was only on PlayStation 1 and Saturn. Then this game, Dark Rift, was in development for Saturn, but they canceled that, moved it to N64, where it appeared exclusively, except it got a Windows port much later. And then in 1998, the third game, Cardinal Sin, spelled S-Y-N, to be stupid, I <laughs> guess, was released only on the PlayStation. So... So you we needed were imagining the super systems. fan who gets Critcom. Yes. And like, oh, this game is great on my Saturn. Yeah. I love it. And then they're like, oh, they're making a sequel for Critcom. It's called Dark Rift. And then they say, oh, it's only on Nintendo 64. It's like, well, got to get an N64. I love Critcom. And then we all know that Dark Rift really delivers. So yeah, you're obviously. Like, When's number three coming out? Cardinal Sin can't wait. Oh, what? It's only on PS1. Oh man, I've just spent like twelve hundred dollars to play uh, this series of games. My God, I hope this person doesn't exist. <laughs> this would make me really, really sad if this person exists. But I feel like that is a thing, right? Like back, like when we were kids, we had one system. Right? Yeah. Or did you? It, yeah. Was that no, different I, in your I mean, house? Okay, yeah. we had the one. You know, and you're kind of monogamous to the one that you have. And maybe every five, six years, you get the new thing well, that comes it's out. It's super bizarre to have a series that switches consoles, especially it's, goes and then comes back. Yeah, because you're not building up any kind of like loyalty or fan base on any one system. Yeah, I could see of, going like. PS having a PS one port for all of them, but to have the second one only be on N sixty four is super bizarre. Yeah, I have no idea why they went that way. But uh, so the plot in this game is basically your typical gritty goth nonsense. Uh, mm-hmm. There are dueling factions fighting across dimensions for control of an all powerful crystal. Which I feel like we need to institute like an Ultra 64 drinking game. Every time the game centers around trying to gather a crystal or an energy source. Some kind of metal. Yes, some kind uh, of rare item that causes you to fight. Um, So yeah, that powerful crystal opened up a titular dark rift between light and dark dimensions. So essentially these are supposed to be angels fighting demons fighting humans. Mm, It's the Uh, original Dan Brown. It's the original Dan Brown. uh, Who got a co-writer credit on this. As did Tom Tom Hanks got a producer credit. uh, Because yeah, he he just... That's coming out after, uh, I think Inferno is the next... Did Inferno already happen? Inferno already happened. Okay, That came out like two years ago. Nobody saw it at all. Uh, So yeah, and the neutral dimension is where earth resides so that's that's what's going on this was only the third fighting game released on the system it was pretty early uh killer instinct was the first one and then war gods beat this by about a month didn't mortal kombat trilogy come out before this i don't know i don't think so oh maybe it did no i think you're right you're right you're right you're right it is one of the first so this is the fourth fighting game so what are our options at this point we can play a mortal kombat trilogy killer instinct Instinct. war gods or this so um, i don't want to play war gods I, th- I don't know if I would rather play War Gods than this. That's hard, hard to say. It is. I feel like Killer Instinct's probably better. We haven't gotten to it it's yet. It's true. I'm it's sure true. it's better. Yeah. Uh, and Mortal Kombat Trilogy, we played and is better. Yes. Um. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It, it, so this game, this, yeah. So the, early, just... the early claim to fame that this one had was that it ran at 60 frames per second, which I cannot see that. 
playing now, but that's what they were hyping yeah, up I didn't, as. Yeah, I didn't notice that really at all. Um, you get eight playable characters right off the bat, and you could unlock two more after beating the bosses or using a code. So uh, here, here's the challenge here. I all want right. you to name one character from each one of these three games that we just finished playing. All right. So let's uh, say, what's a character from Dark Rift? Gore. Okay, and I describe remember. Gore in any way. Gore is a big green thing okay. with an axe. Good, okay. Now let's just jump ahead a little. Well, we'll, we'll wait. We'll wait till we okay. get to the other games, and I'll, I'll make you try and guess okay. and name one of those. I'm cheating because I have the list in front yeah. of me. So um, the, the eight playable characters you start with are Aaron Maverick, who is just Jax but not Jax. Jax from Mortal Kombat but yeah. not Jax, yep. Dominica. Eve, Gore, Morphix, Niki. Morphix is the character from uh, Killer Instinct. Um, there's like an icicle character, and there's two characters in Killer Instinct. That one's just a pile of fire. Oh, okay. and one Glacius is the name, who's just an ice ball. I haven't played um, those in years. I don't remember any. Yeah, he looks that. exactly like Morpheus. Yeah, he's just like an energy man. Basically. Yeah. Uh, so there's also Scarlet Zerai and Zenmuron. And then the two unlockable characters are uh, Sonork and Demetron. Sonork and Sonork, Demetron. which is Kronos spelled backwards. Ah. Uh, so there you go. Uh, yeah, there's just a general lack of any kind of personality here. Like the Morphix is just, he's a, go- he's a knife ghost is a good description, I think. And yeah, then Zenmuron game, is a space samurai. This game plays plays and seems to take a lot from Soul Calibur, which I guess is that's not fair because this game came out before Soul Calibur. Yeah, but it but, came out after Soul... Did we determine if it came out after Soul Blade? No, the, our research department really fell down on that Let me one. Let me uh, yell at the uh, intern real quick. <laughs> okay. Here. Yeah. So, um... Hey, your internet's down here! Move it along, guys! <laughs> um, so yeah, this game has the control scheme of everyone's got a weapon, kind of like uh, Soul Calibur or Mace the Dark Age, and you can swing it vertically or you can swing it horizontally. And if you sidestep the vertical slice, um, you know you can avoid it. And then, but um, the vertical slice is going to be faster and more powerful than the horizontal yeah. slice. And this did come after uh, Soul Blade. That came out in '95. Okay. I think the real issue with this, so this game, I don't know. I mean, you press the buttons and the guys attack, which is kind of what, what you want to do. There's like, yeah, I think you brought up a really good point while we were playing this. Like, neither of us are super hardcore fighting game guys. So what we want in a fighting game is craziness or personality yeah. or something weird. Distinctness of the characters. And I think and that's nothing to work with here. And I think that Mortal Kombat Trilogy, you know, I think that there's a real... The 3D graphics at this time are just so bad. And they're Dude. just so blocky and everything sort of blends together, like I said, and, like, Gore just looks like a giant green blob, or Nikki. All the girls just look, like, super generic. They look thing. like they look like, and then there's triangles, triangles in the chest. The only part that's really well defined are the thongs. Yeah, like, so yeah, you get they, a bunch of like thong animation figured out. It looks well. like crumbling origami wearing a thong. So that's what every character in this looks like, except for Morphix, this knife ghost. Yeah, who's just a pile of blue or a pile of red. Yeah, so I nothing mean, nothing sticks in your head. There's none of the special moves are very interesting. Um, I feel like yeah, I think that that's why Mortal Kombat is a better fighting game is because. The, you know, you have robots who look like robots, and they shoot missiles, which makes sense, because that's what a robot would do. Or you sure. have a guy who looks like a cop who has a gun. Whereas this, you have a girl with a sword who shoots an energy beam. Yeah. And then you have a guy with a different kind of sword who shoots a different kind of energy beam, and they all have weird made-up names that don't stick in your head at all. Yeah, I mean, they they tried to give them some personality by every character has their own distinct music. And, like, if you're playing single-player mode and you select a character, you get a little very slowly scrolling uh, story or, like, backstory on the character. So, like, Niki is a, whatever, like a spoiled jungle princess who decided to fight people. And Zenmaran's a space samurai who no Not one knows much anything about. Not known about him. You, the only way to find out about him is to either beat the game or get defeated, and I decided it wasn't worth the effort to do either. That's the thing. I mean, and you could you could point to Mortal Kombat just being more ubiquitous and just saying like, oh, well, yeah, of course you remember these characters. Like, they were everywhere. They were all over the place. But I don't think it's more than that. I feel like if I spent a whole lot of time with Dark Rift, I would still forget all these characters. No, nothing, uh, nothing has a distinct look or identity. I, I wrote mm-hmm. something in my notes here. I wrote something that, like, I feel like this is something I say to myself when I'm really depressed, but it also describes this game. I said, ultimately, it's completely lackluster, functional, but completely without flair, personality, or purpose. 
So that's where my head goes when I'm really feeling sad or overheated like I am now. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that describes it. Like, there's just n- there's nothing to I, this game. I can't think of one one reason to uh, to play this game. I mean, um, maybe gun to your head if you were half forced to choose between Dark Rift and War Gods. Like, you might... You might maybe I, I would just flip pull a the coin. trigger. I would flip a coin. <laughs> I okay. Well, here's a reason you might play this game. Yeah, maybe your other option is you get to play Deadly Arts. Let's talk about Deadly Arts, shall we? That's our second game that we played today. It was released October seventh, nineteen ninety eight. Published and developed by Konami, and it's an N sixty four exclusive. Now, Konami, we have, of course, met. They're one of the all-time great video game developers, but they had a rather minimal impact on the N64. They had a couple games. They had a few sports games, some that we've played, Castlevania, Hybrid Heaven, oh, yeah, right. uh, and the Goemon games, which a lot of people like. Yeah, the sports games, Castlevania. Yes. The, Sorry, I, I bled those The whip jump, jump rope. There was a semicolon invol- like implied in there somewhere. You're like, hey, go deep, and then you throw the dagger or the holy water and... <laughs> I've got it. No, Dracula, don't catch the holy water football. Uh, yeah, so, th- yeah, they've, they've got a couple sports games and things like that, but they didn't really, they kind of sat the N64 out in any kind of meaningful way. Uh, this is the only fighting game that the company released on this system in the States. Uh, but I did do a little digging, and the Japanese and European audiences got a game called Rakuga Kids. Have you heard of this? No. Rakuga Kids? Rakuga Kids. Okay. It's a 2.5D fighting game, and... All the characters... So basically, you play as little kids that are doodling their own fighters. Oh. And so the the fighters look like 2D doodles that fight each other. That sounds super cool. And uh, it, it looks pretty cool. I think uh, an IGN uh, article labeled it Parappa the Fighter. That's nice. That's what it looks like. Yeah. It's these 2D things. Really fluid animation. Lots of cool, like, special moves. All the characters are constantly moving and changing. Uh, really excellent animation, which also accounts for why it's one of the only cartridge games with loading time. Okay. Uh, and so this was an N64 exclusive in Japan? In Japan and in Europe. And it was made by one of the developers behind Street Fighter 2. So I'm, I'm feeling like, damn, we really missed out on yeah, this. Yeah, like, that's super weird. It's already translated to English because it's available in the UK. Like, I, I wish somebody would just, like, jump on that. Maybe the same company that's making 40 Winks, like, re-releasing that. Give Get the rest of this. I want to play this. This looks kind of great. Yeah. And um, it's definitely going to be better than Deadly Arts. Deadly Arts. we got, which is, again, pretty... Pretty generic, yeah. Uh, pretty bland. What other fighting games did Konami make? I don't think of Konami for fighting games. Not much. generally. Uh, they they did a couple of the Ninja Turtle ones that were pretty fun. Like oh the yeah, tournament, tournament fighters. fighters. Yeah, yeah those were okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm sure there's more that I'm not thinking of. Okay. But uh, so American and Canadian audiences again, we're getting screwed by Konami because they changed the title over here. <laughs> uh, the title of this game everywhere else is the coolest, dumbest, most <laughs> random fighting game title ever it's called gasp fighters next stream all right i'm trying i need to emphasize that because it's gasp an acronym g-a-s-p uh, two exclamation points yes fighters with an apostrophe at the end and next ream so they merged extreme and next 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 so, stream gasp okay. fighters next stream it's so dumb. Uh, it, this feels like, for people who listen to Pistol Shrimps Radio, this feels like something like they would make up on the spot on that show. <laughs> it's next just like, stream. Coming up next. Next stream radio hour. Gasp fighters. Next stream. And coming up, Dire Straits. <laughs> um, so, yeah, GASP, in this case, the acronym stands for Generation of Arts, Speed, and Power. But that's what again, I got my degree in. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, that's that's a good... The, the GASP Institute of uh, Southern Colorado. Oh, that's a good school. Yeah, that's I know. a good school. We, I lived we, right we, near there. Yeah. GASPies. We... Yeah, we were, I, we were great. I couldn't. Just... I couldn't get in. I kept going in. I go like, <gasps> and they're like, "You're good, but you're not gasp. You're not. You're not. A you're, great, not you're, you're not. You're not great. You're, you're not, not a great gasp. Extreme enough. Yeah, yeah, you're not a great gaspy. <laughs> okay, let's get born back ceaselessly into this game. Once more, we get eight characters to choose from. I don't know. This 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 is the thing in all three of these I games. Like you start out with eight characters. Eight is maybe the minimum amount to feel like there's a selection and they put in some effort but not enough that they actually put in any effort okay and again i'm going to quiz you name a character in this game oh god this game had a crazy amount of characters with k the first names that start with k yeah and first names that start with s's yeah um kurok kind of close (laughs) kurok i think it's kurok 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 or kurok kurok i don't know we'll we'll ask the audience kurok Kinosaur Hunter. 
Oh my god. Okay, so uh, the character list in this are Kai, Rin, Serena, Yuma, Miki, Killer, Kaori, Ke- uh, Kaoru, Kayoya, and uh, the two unlockable characters are Goriki and Reiji. Uh, you can unlock them by yeah. using the Konami code, actually. Who who decided that this game would be worth porting for that other game you were talking about? Yeah, Rakuga the, Kids didn't come over here, yeah, but this one did. And they seem to make no effort to, like, hey, maybe we should make these guys like Dan and yeah. Stanley and Yorick. Danley, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, these... So I think the gimmick here is that this is supposed to be, like, a quote-unquote realistic fighter. Like, you're not shooting fireballs at each other. You're not doing crazy giant What's the point? flip kicks. You're not shooting fireballs and doing flip kicks. Is life even worth living, Steve? I don't think so. No, no. no. That's why I'm going to eat this fire flower right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God! It's poison! I got it from the Amazon! Uh, everything's poison down there! Don't look it up. It's all true. Ow. Blip, blip. Ow! <laughs> But it worked. It did. It was, yeah, my, it was my, great. My corpse's death throws threw some fireballs at you. Yeah, um, yeah so it's it's all about just straightforward, punchy, punchy, kicky, kicky. Yeah, you have two... This game you can punch. Mm-hmm. There's two... Bu- there's punch and kick and block. Yeah. And an evade button, which you can move forward or backwards a little quicker. It's... Who is playing these games with two punch and kick and no projectiles? There just seems to be so few ways to, like... Strategize besides. I don't up. understand it. I mean, there's a, I think a little more flexibility in your combos and your moves than there were in Dark Rift, uh, but not by much. Uh, it, yeah, it, I mean, this game has even. Would you say that the characters have less personality than Dark Rift? I mean, at least those guys had like I would yeah. weapons to sort of differentiate them. You have like, at least there's like a monster guy. You yeah, know? this is. Literally every female character in this game looked exactly the same. They all look identical. And the male characters, like, they mostly look the same. They mostly look like Ryu, except for one guy with a hat. And there was a bald guy, a big bald, and a bald guy, guy short shorts and a goatee. He I looks like, like Sagat. Guy. Yeah, he looks like Sagat from Street Fighter. Uh, I mean, I will say, I think this game looks pretty nice. Like, while Dark Rift, like, like we said, looked like crumbling origami, these characters look like they had some, like, substance. Yeah. Like I would say, they look more like action figures and less like you know crumbling paper figures, sure. which makes I mean if, at the very least they're more substantial and they look more like actual characters. Yeah, that's true. This game also has a super bizarre round timer. You get like oh yeah thirty twenty seconds per round. Well, and it seems it to change really too. fast. Sometimes you'll get like fifteen seconds. And it takes you probably a good three or four seconds to get up. Yeah, every time you, 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 you were down. just sort of sitting on the ground looking at each other. Yeah, um, so it, the, the match is over before you even realize what happened, or before you can learn anything. Yeah, there's a create a fighter mode in this game, which is sort of which is pretty innovative in yeah. terms of things at the time. There's not that's usually there's not the ability to create characters in fighting games, and it has this weird thing where you go this training mode and you start with hardly any moves. And as you beat different characters, your character learns new moves, I guess, to get up to speed I, yeah. of where all the other characters are. But I don't know why you wouldn't just pick another character. Pick another character. It, yeah. I, I like that in theory because most of the time when you get creative fighters, you start with one of the template characters and you just change their appearance, mm-hmm. right? This one, you build your character's appearance and then you're not given any kind of skill set at all and you just have to fight and struggle through and you just kind of get better and learn more moves as you go. So it's in line with what they're trying to do. Like I think there's a very loose story here, but I think it's kind of that everybody is called to a tournament or to like the special training school and they have to learn how to fight and that's it. That's the whole story. Uh, but that's kind of in line with that story. You start create your fighter, you learn how to fight. Yeah, I, I guess I wanted to bring up, too, I will go back to Dark Rift for a second. I yeah. feel like one of the issues, too, is the sound in these games. Oh, um, God. I mean, A, the music is generic and annoying, but none of the characters have any distinct voice. No. They all just kind of grunt, and I know it's a lot to ask to have voice acting for everyone, but it would go a really long way of differentiating these characters just a little bit. I mean, this one has dialogue boxes when you lose but they're these incredibly slowly unfolding dialogue boxes where you're just watching like one letter at a time type out and you pointed out that these all looks like super nes font yeah like old Konami. like there's a specific konami font that anybody who played super nes will recognize and this one definitely has that but it's very slow it's like you can not cut it 
as a fighter. So I don't and know. The fawn speed will come back in uh, in our third game. So oh, stay man. tuned for yeah, that. Stay tuned. Um, do we have any more to say about deadly arts? Uh, Again, I think it's completely unremarkable, but maybe slightly better than Dark Rift. Uh, I don't agree. No, I thought Dark Rift was more fun. Just I, th- um, I think this one, just by dint of looking better and having a couple of ideas, even if it's not like wonderfully executed, it has sl- it has a few more ideas. To than me, Dark to only to have again, a this isn't game, a game I would play again. To only have a fighting game where you can punch and kick with no projectiles is just totally uninteresting to me it seems yeah. like the only thing you can kind of do is button mash yeah um, i agree with that and yeah so i'm i'm not defending it or going to bat for it i think this is a bad nope. game I, we, we, it's I'm just cutting out that part okay it says i like deadly arts better than and then i'm gonna put uh, various things like uh pizza um <laughs> the constitution um, you want me to just human, list? human rights, yeah. Let yeah. me just give you some words that you yeah, can cut out later. Yeah, name some things that everyone loves. Hamilton. Okay, Hamilton. That's a good one. Uh, 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 brick and Morty. Okay. Uh, hamburger pizza. Oh. Uh, dogs. Nope. Uh, butts. Human butts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is going in a more controversial direction than I thought. But now, good. This is actually like a plot point in, uh, I just saw the second Unfriended movie. Oh, good. This is actually a plot point that somebody gets killed by splicing together their old videos to make it sound like he's calling in a bomb threat. It's pretty funny. Um, anyway, it's not a bad movie. So, let's. Uh, speaking of bad movie, uh, well, speaking bad of game, bad. whatever. We're, we're going to move on to our third game here. Ugh, heavy sigh. Okay, this one is called Dual Heroes. It was released October 31st, 1998. Developed by Produce and published... <laughs> published produced by Develop. <laughs> and produced by Develop. Published by, this makes me sad, Hudson Soft and Electrobrain. Uh, and it is an N64 exclusive. Lucky goddamn us. So Produce was a company that uh, went under a couple years ago. Uh, most of their games were developed in conjunction with either Hudson or Enix. And they're best known for... Uh, they did the Super NES Bomberman ports. They did Super Adventure Island... And they did an SNES RPG called The Seventh Saga that a lot of people like. I've never played it. Um, I think I own it and I've never played it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Hudson, we met previously when they did Mario Party, and we'll meet them again in Bomberman later. They're still kicking, uh, not as prolific as they once were, but uh, they had Wonder Boy, they had Bonk, they had Bomberman, they had Adventure Island. And a lot of people forget they had their very own home console, the The TurboGrafx-16, which I loved that thing. I don't know. It's like got a little thin... Discs, the cards, the the cards. Yeah. yeah, it's a cool system. It was a lot of fun. I mean, that one got kind of uh, lost in the shuffle and, and between Genesis and uh, the original NES. I think is when it came out. And uh, finally, Electrobrain is the other company working on this. They were a short-lived American game company that went sh- under shortly after the release of this game. Shockingly, uh, in addition to Dual Heroes, they also released one other game for the N64 called Star Soldier: Vanishing Earth, ah. which is uh, spoiler alert, much better than this one. Um, so yet again, we have a fighting game based around the struggle to acquire a large crystal. So shot, shots at home if you're playing along. This one is called the Gaia Fist, and it's said to produce uh, endless amounts of energy, uh, so similar to Mega Man 64 last week. This game has an insane amount of backstory. Oh my it god. It was crazy. And like, really poorly translated. It's, poor, it's poorly translated. One... Um one of the characters, instead of the floating continent, was from the fluting continent. The fluting continent. F-L-O-O-T-I-N-G. <laughs> and so a lot of things were just changed slightly. Like, it's Neo-Tokyo with an I instead of a Y now. It's Australia. Yeah, instead there's... Of, I don't know if that's supposed to be Austria or Australia or maybe It's a unify. mix of them. They, they drift to, like, tectonic plates on the Earth have fallen apart. And Austria and Australia have drifted together. That is Australia. some substantial tectonic shift. Yeah. That is, like... Yeah, the first part of this backstory, the, like the first words are like, in preparation for the imminent doom, yes. people started moving like 120 years before yeah, the Yeah, 120 doom. years ago this game takes place. Um, <laughs> well, no, it's in the future, right? Isn't it like they're saying 120 years before the imminent doom, which is not explained, people start moving into space. Oh, maybe. And then there's like... I mean, and I guess it doesn't mean anything if we comes. don't know what our starting date is. Yeah, exactly. Because it just starts with, like, it doesn't tell us our date. It just tells us 120 years ago. So, like, okay, so 120 years before 1998? And then, so, yeah, there's some sort of giant cataclysmic event that sort of puts us in this post-apocalyptic world. Yeah. But then aliens come down yes. and start fighting for this piece of energy. It just, there's a crazy amount of ideas in this. It was, like... 
they they went around the um, the production studio and they're like, "Hey, Steve, uh, give me an idea." Oh, uh, okay, uh, evil Emperor Zor. Okay, uh, Darren, Darren, um, giant me- earthquakes, giant earthquakes. Okay, great. Um, and Ed, Ed, pa- Power Rangers. Oh, I like Power Rangers. Okay, great. And then they just took everything. And they just had everyone put them together, and they didn't put any any effort to how they fit together. Yes, it, exactly. So you could take that key and peel skit about Gremlins Two and swap it out for this. They're going around the table, except Gremlins Two turned out to be an amazing masterpiece, and this turned out to be hot garbage. Um, yeah, I looked at the cover. I'm like, this looks a lot like Power Rangers, and it kind of is. I was asking you, is there a name? I this is mean because I'm asking you again after you told me you didn't know, and now I'm just making you profess your ignorance. Again, I'm on gonna I'm gonna audio. get the intern on this. Roger, Roger. Yeah, yeah. What do you Where want? What, 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 what do you want, guys? Uh, Roger, damn it. Okay, do, can you look into what this genre is called? We're looking for like the genre of like kind of fighting humanoid robot Japanese men, a la Power Rangers or the original Power Rangers series. Uh, yeah, but guys, like I was wondering, like I've been I've been here for like forty two hours, like looking up stuff about Dark Rift, like. Um, can I go get some lunch? Like No. No. Did the Dark Rifters stop for lunch? Did the Deadly Artists stop for lunch? Did the two heroes in this stop for lunch? No. All right. I'll All be right, right back, so guys. Em- just be a- love your job, Roger. Okay? Just love your job. That's all I ask. Just put in a little effort and maybe we'll consider paying you someday. Oh, this... I went to college for this. <laughs> went to GASP. This is your, this is your GASP curriculum. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, so it's kind of Ultraman-y. You made the comparison to Ultraman. It's a little Ultraman-y. Was, I don't know if that's the origin of this, of the giant robots that, but they're not yeah. even giant. They in this game. They're not they're giant. Just, they're just, and they're not even clearly robots. Okay, I think they're making these power suits out of the Gaiathist. Oh, like they use fragments of that, and because there's something about gravity, like because the tectonic plates have shifted, all the gravity is super heavy, this, and so they yeah, need these suits to live on Earth. We, so like. Steve and I have played a lot of video games, clearly. We've watched a lot of weird movies. Yeah. Um, like, th- we should have a good handle when, like, weird stuff comes along. I don't think either of us have the slightest idea what this game is about. I don't have about. a damn clue. It, yeah. It, it, the, there seems to be a tremendous amount of text explaining things, but yeah. nothing is clear. Nothing is clear the, at all. It, it, There's something called the Zodgiera, which I think is the alien species name, but, I mean, that sounds... Spanish. That sounds like a Spanish word. And one of the most bizarre, they, they, this game has a mode called like VR versus VR mode. Yeah, what the hell where is this? Where you, I mean, it's the same gameplay. Yeah, this is just, okay, just to be clear, this is just another sort of fighting game. You can punch, you can kick, you can block, but you're playing as these sort of power rangey, power rangerish characters. Yeah, they're very power color for, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, there's this mode where you select an opponent, yeah. like a human opponent, to control... The person you're playing against, kind of like you were both playing an arcade and you're controlling the arcade. But there's also a story mode that's like you're in the world of the game. So it's not clear if this stuff is actually happening or if you're just playing a game from outside of controlling these characters. Like they went into all this backstory about these two twins and one of them like... Was they like they were raised in the jungle, and one of them went feral, and the other one? Yeah, this is the didn't. backstory for the avatars that you play against, who aren't actually the characters. It has nothing to do with the avatar anything. controlling the character you're playing. Yeah, against. one of them's like a pop star or something, and like you're fighting against her. And <laughs> it makes no sense, uh, and it's basically just the same thing as single player mode. Yeah, you know, you're but, just fighting against the computer. That's all you're doing. I don't know why they're going to all this trouble just to like explain this. Um, so anyway, I don't know. The gameplay here is incredibly basic. You have two buttons. You have a punch and a kick. You have a needlessly complicated combo system. So like if you want to jump, you have to hold the guard button and press up. If you want to run, you have to double tap the Z button, then hold it, then move in the direction you want to go. Yeah. Uh, there's there's like hidden... You have to... Most of your special moves from compressing punch and kick at the same time. Yeah. Plus different directions. There's an ability to like transform into a different liquid metal form by pressing block three yeah. times, which I don't know how you would ever figure that out. No. Well, it's not just press... It's not just press three times. It's press, 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 hold. You have press, to hold, press, hold. Yeah, you have to hold it on the last one. So press, even if, press, hold, press, hold, press, 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 hold. Yes, exactly. <laughs> tough, tough, soft, tough, tough, soft, soft, tough. No, sorry. Um, anyway. Uh, all right, here's a, your, your, your final quiz. Name one character from this game. Gun. Gun is a character. Was a character Describe gun. Gun is green. Okay, you got lucky this time. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> yes, okay, again, you get eight default there, characters. Wasn't there a character named Fire Ranger who was no, red? Oh. No, that was what you called him. But, he was yes. something like that. That was, was his occupation. They all had occupations. One character lived, it was from Hong Kong, he's from and Pong his Kong. occupation was millionaire. He's a millionaire, and he didn't want to be involved in this fight at all. But no, when you're a millionaire bored, in Hong Kong, who wants to get involved in the Duel Heroes man, saga? Man, you just live in that Hong Kong night oh, nightlife. Yeah. Hong like, Kong, like... Oh, has man. some pre you don't want to know about those those after after parties. It's way better than Paiwan yeah. or Papan. You don't want to go to Papan. <laughs> or Pabraska. Pabraska, Pindonesia. <laughs> yeah, none of those. You don't want to go anywhere. <laughs> I, I went on a road trip through Pabraska once. I didn't even get out of the car. Like, oh I know. It was so boring. We're going to we're going to Pew Pork in a couple months. Ooh, yay, Pew Pork. Pew Pew. That's a pig gun. I'm so hot, you guys. It's so hot right now. Alright, these are your eight <laughs> default characters. Ho, <laughs> you know, ho. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm losing it on that one. Hannah, uh, Gun, Julie, or Jewie, Jewie, Wait, Jewie? It better not be Jewie. J-U-I-E, Jewie, maybe. Okay. Uh, Kumo, Guy, Retsu, and Zen. They all look like Power Rangers, uh, and none of them have any personality set them apart other than their backstory. You can't even shoot lasers in this you game. Cannot, you're ne- robot men that cannot shoot you lasers. You have no swords. You have no, like, blades that come out of your hand. Like, your head doesn't transform into some propeller that you can yeah. fly. None of these games deliver on gore. No. Like, even the Even the one with the character named Gore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, not I mean, deliver, deliver much on less gore. gore than other games. He played like you were playing Al Gore. Yeah. Yes. Uh. Like... All right, so the, you're in an arena with like electrified walls, and you could choose to either have nope, no walls, think, yes walls, getting, or damage walls. Oh yeah, this one says I'm already getting confused. Yes, yeah, exactly. Right. They're this blending is, together. Yeah, they, they were natural choices to put together because they're all the same game. Uh, so yeah, you can you can choose to get damaged by the walls when you get knocked into them, or just stopped by them. But I didn't see a difference between wall and no wall because you're not maybe going you can off knock, the edge. Well, if you put no, we never played no wall. Oh, that's maybe, so maybe we didn't. People okay. fall off the edge. Um, yeah, and the arena is quite big. Mostly this game plays on a 2D plane, but you can hold Z to move in and out yeah. um, and make it hard to hit the other player. And it doesn't matter because most of the time you're just going to be stuck in the same corner, like punching each other. Sure. Like, uh, I I kept finding like. I would get turned around and like me and my opponent were back to back and like punching into nothing and I couldn't figure out how to turn around. Uh, the opponents kept like running away from me and like bumping into the electrified walls. Like it's borderline unplayable for me. And it just looks like just looking at it is like, it's the same way I described the speed racer movie when it came out. It's like living inside a headache. Is that really good? I don't think it's good. I mean, good. I guess I your think, description doesn't make it sound all that good. Maybe. I mean, a lot of people have been reappraising it lately, and it's definitely distinctive, and it looks different. Have you but ever like, noticed that when people headache. reappraise stuff, it mostly sucks, and you're like... I'm I, really pissed that people are coming back around on the Star Wars prequels. Oh, like, I And know. I think there's a nostalgia thing. I think it's like uh. people just slightly younger than us have a lot of nostalgia for Space Jam and aren't really willing to admit that it's a I, real well, bad movie. I have ironic appreciation I have ironic for appreciation Space of Space Jam. Jam. It's it's definitely like an interesting, weird film experiment as a 90-minute commercial <laughs> uh, for everything. Uh, but it's not a good movie. And I think... I think Speed Racer is probably going to fall into that same okay. thing, but a lot of like film people that I respect are coming around on it. Dual Heroes is that is that going to be reappraised? I cannot imagine. Th- this game was just baffling to me. I couldn't. It was, I it, I mean, we looked up some reviews later, and I'm like, oh, okay. Like IGN gave this like a two out of ten. So like, yeah. it's nice to know that it actually sucks because mostly I was just confused thinking maybe there was something I didn't understand. Yeah, like is it me? Yeah, because it, it nothing seems to work quite right. But not, it's all unintuitive and strange, but yeah. also broken. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and and it's, it's kind of a shame because this does have a sort of crazy vibe I feel like I could have really enjoyed. Everyone's it's got colorful. an intricate backstory that's just super weird, like someone just went to town writing the first thing that could come to their head. Yeah. The story seems crazy, but in the story mode, you just fight the characters in order. So aside yeah. from the... You know, the scrolling Star Wars. In the fun- Oh, this is the other major difference. The text in this game moves so fast. I don't oh, yeah. know how they expected you to read this intricate backstory about especially a because gun you're, you're, from Hong Kong. And you're trying to navigate grammatical errors and, like, weird made-up words, too. So it's, it's impossible to read. Yeah, there was, like, there's very little effort put into this game, but a lot of conceptual effort put in. I, I feel like, like there's been, there was a lot of effort that went into making you hate it. Like, I feel like, I feel like whoever developed this game 
uh, is mad at me for some reason and is trying to take this out on me. I feel like the writer and creator of this game like worked hard. They're like, yeah, this is going to be great. We're going to have like, uh, you know, like cyborg dudes and robots and we'll put all these other modes in here and like this will be this story we better write the backstory for all these characters yeah. and like, um, you know, who's gonna program this game and they're like uh uh ed, like ed is like my uh roommate's friend and like he programmed a couple he kind of knows how to program and you're like all right bring him in and then they bring him in and he's like yeah like uh i'm just gonna uh, like you want some power rangers right and like so i'll just put this together and put some stuff in and it's just he put it together quick, real quick, and it does not play well at all. All right, and so what do you think the duel of the title refers to? Because there's eight here. Maybe duel because there's two in the ring. Well, isn't there two different spellings of the word duel? There's okay, D-U-A-L yes, D U A L and D U E L. So D U E L is like uh, on guard. I challenge you to which a duel. would have made much more sense because you're fighting one on one. And yes, dual heroes means two. D U A L means two. So dual heroes means two heroes. And yeah, there's not two. There's not clearly like two main characters. Not a Ken and Ryu. In and also, this game. I don't understand why these guys are fighting each other. Are they I trying mean, to control the guy at this? Or are, yeah, are they they're fighting probably, aliens? They're probably all fighting to get the power. Get the power off. Someone write in and tell us the plot of Duel Heroes. I genuinely confused. Okay, next week I want somebody to write in with some uh, impromptu fan fiction, some Duel Heroes fan fiction, starring oh, let's say Gun and Hana. Yeah, I want to write. Yeah, make it steamy. I don't care. Uh, do you have anything else you can think of to say beyond retching noises? This game was weird. I didn't yeah. know it was going to be so weird. I it thought was... it was just going to be generic with a name like Duel Heroes. It's not generic. No, it's not bad it's, and it's bad in a very singular way. And you will, yeah, yeah. I hated it. It caught me by surprise. Yes, let's uh, let's move on to our rankings. Then you feel good on those? We we covered those. <laughs> I yeah, feel great, Steve. I'm, oh man, never before has Dual Heroes and Deadly Arts been oh. given such a quality treatment. My lord. Okay, uh, so each week after we finished playing the games, we rank the games. We currently have sixty four games on the list. Yay! This will bring it up to sixty seven. So, uh, I'm going to start us off here on this one. Um, so, I'm going to say Dark Rift is going to go right underneath War Gods. I think okay. probably in my mind they're about the same, but I'm going to say War Gods has just the eensiest bit more personality. War Gods is so derivative of Mortal Kombat that, that it's, it's very charming. clear what you're doing. Yeah. Whereas this is its own kind of thing. It, this is just dull. Uh, Deadly Arts... I'm going to put right above Dark Rift, just barely above sure. Dark Rift, right below War Gods. So it's there's a trifecta of like shitty fighting games right in there. <laughs> yep. But a yeah, nice little sweet spot depending what you're into. Again, if pressed, I would probably rather play War Gods than Deadly Arts, but I would rather play Deadly Arts than Dark Rift. Dual Heroes is my new bottom of the barrel game. It is usurping Transformers, Whoa! Beast Wars, Transmetals. This is my new bottom. Game. I thought it would never happen. I thought it would never happen either. Because what could be like making me physically ill? But like when it comes down to it, if I I think these are equally bad games. But when it comes down to it, there were a couple of mini games in the Transformers That's one that true. were almost I playable. Forgot about the mini games, and there was no part of this game. There was, that was voice playable. acting in the. There was voice acting in Transformers. Which was kind of good. Yeah. Th- that there's something you could reasonably defend. Dual Heroes, I don't think there's anything to defend. I think this is just garbage. This is a bottom-of-the-barrel game for me. Oh, yeah, it was... Oh, I, I'm, I'm surprised. That's exciting. Significant event in Ultra That's 64 history. That's a big one. That's a big one. We're, yeah, um, Transformers has held on to that for a while. Yeah, I know. Um, well, I'm going to put uh, Dark Rift at uh, below Starshot, the circus game. Okay. Uh, which is number 56, pretty low. Better uh, title, actually. Starshot, the circus game. Starshot, the circus game. Yeah. yeah. Dark Rift, it was playable. Wasn't fun. No. Um, Deadly Arts, I had I had less fun playing it because there, there's, I don't know, there was no weapons. It couldn't really figure out any strategy. And so I'm putting that totally num- reasonable. number yeah. 58, which is uh, above something. I can't even read my handwriting. <laughs> I have that problem, too. Okay. It's number 58. So I'll it's figure more, it out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Dual Heroes, I also hated. I don't think I hated it quite as much as you. Um, I did like the colorful uh, Ranger things. Okay. Um, I don't know. It was weird. Uh, I'm going to put it under Vigilante 2. Okay. So that's, so that's number still, 60. It's still bottom. Oh, yeah. yeah still no way question. The hell down it's still there. a horrendous game. Yeah, it's but pretty it, terrible. Um, it's less generic than the other two, I guess. I mean, it depends on your definition of generic, I suppose, but it's 
Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 all bad. It's all but bad. you know what's good? We have a couple letters. Oh, this that week. is good. You know what? It genuine. I don't know about you. It genuinely makes me happy when I get letters from oh, the audience. Yeah. So uh, I, I love reading. I mean, you, you're the curator of the mailbag. I just get to hear from oh, you. These are great. Maybe they're so, all written by you. And you're they easily like, could be. They easily could be. These are all made up people in my head. Uh, so this one comes from Kyle Berg, and it, he he titled it "Me, Mega Man, and Anesthesia." Uh, He says, so here's a short story about my Mega Man Legends experience. Sorry, I played it on PlayStation probably. When I was a young teenager, I had to have an emergency surgery to remove my appendix. A tween. A tween. A teenager. Yes. It was not life-threatening at the moment, but it was very serious. Uh, Before I went into surgery, I remember playing Mega Man and just running around a cave in a town, Mm -hmm. which is about as far as we got. That's what I remembered, too. Yeah. I had rented it and remembered running around a cave in a town. Yeah. Uh, After surgery, I spent a few weeks in the hospital recovering during Christmas break. Overall, it was a pretty chill time, and I was basically the only kid, and I could just jam the PlayStation. So a few months go by, and I have a chat with one of my friends, and he brings up that anesthesia can cause memory loss, as it's used to help your brain not since the pain of the surgery and you can't move or something i quickly laugh and say that's not true i remember playing Mega Man before the surge my world came crashing down he cut it off with an ellipses there i didn't yep. just like to have a stroke uh, <laughs> my world came crashing down uh, my mind started running trying to put the timeline together i remember being rushed into surgery but i firmly remember playing Mega Man before it i tried to piece together the events but the more i tried the worse and worse the timeline became till i started to doubt whether i even played the game at all <laughs> So fair to say I didn't win that argument, if it even was one. So years later, I watched a Let's Play of the game, and I can firmly say that I have played the game and got to the first city area. But if I played it before or after my surgery for the first time, well, sometimes life's mysteries go unanswered. So that's from Kyle Berg. Thank you for sharing that story, Kyle. That was super funny. We can definitely relate to uh, the cave and the the city. And I feel like that would be a pretty good game to play while recovering from surgery, since it feels like pretty grindy. And probably just you know, did you go have, in and busy work? And, do you have like a like a game that you associate with sick days? Like, was there something like maybe not one you always played when you were sick, but maybe one you played once when you were homesick, and now you just forever link it? No, the one the I guess the thing I would associate with that kind of thing is one time I went to a daycare. I very rarely went to a daycare, or maybe it was like we were on a vacation. This is when you were twenty six. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was a couple years ago. Yeah, <laughs> um, my parents had had it up with here with me, um, so. Yeah, and they had a Super Nintendo at this, uh, I don't know, I don't remember how, I feel like maybe I was eight or something, and they had a Link to the Past hooked up, and that was the first time I had played that game, and it totally blew my mind, Um, and I don't think I wanted to leave that daycare my, mine is zelda 2 actually they were zelda, it's the the very first zelda game uh, it's not zelda 2 it's not zelda 2 it's zelda as well yeah. uh yeah well I, I remember being very sick and that was like the only one of the only times we ever rented a game for the nes and this was back in the 80s so i was a real little kid but that's the first time i ever played zelda was when i was homesick from like kindergarten or something and i didn't get it i didn't yeah. get what was happening i liked it i liked walking around hitting stuff but i had no idea what i was doing yeah. i never even made it to a dungeon i don't think and then my mom told me to turn it off because I kept like you kept getting the beep from when I'm down to just one heart. Oh she's yeah. Like, she's like, "What is that noise?" I'm like, "I'm dying." <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so thank you very much, Kyle. That was awesome. We love getting that letter. And I've got one from Jim here as well. So this one's just titled Turok. Turok. So yo. Yo, Jim. You said get in touch if anyone ever had ever beaten Turok. Oh. Well, I did. A few years back, I did an N64 marathon, basically all of the key non-field sports N64 games. I don't remember Turok taking that long to beat, but funnily enough, it was Turok 2 that ended up beating me and ending the marathon as I got completely and hopelessly lost in the penultimate level. All I've got to show for it is a blurry photo of the end credits, which I think you could get with a cheat code anyway, so next time I attempt the marathon, I'll get even more evidence. Might even get some video bits. By far, the hardest game I beat was Body Harvest. Would love to hear an episode oh, about that. Yeah. Just stay tuned. We're going to get to that one. Interesting history behind it, too, being DMA, later Rockstar's first attempt at a 3D open world. Yeah, a lot of people talk about that as a precursor to Grand Theft Auto, so it'll be interesting to play. Anyway, good luck on the, or good work on the podcast. Uh, yours is the first N64 podcast I've heard that does the games any justice at all, so it's much appreciated. Cheers, Jim. Thank you so much, Jim, and uh, I am going to embarrass you because uh, I am actually a fan of your work. I have been for a while. Jim runs a blog called uh, jimwillpaintit.tumblr.com. Jimwillpaintit.tumblr.com? It, well, it's not Jim Will. It's Jimmel. So like Jimmel. Jim apostrophe LL. Jim will paint it. So that's how you would spell it. Uh, and basically he takes requests. People send in like non sequiturs or weird things that they would like to see. Jim will pick his favorite one, and he'll use Microsoft Paint, and he'll create these really beautiful, really funny images 
Uh, I've seen a couple of them go viral. They've been popping up on my feed for a while now. Like, so I've been aware of Jim for a while. He does awesome work. So check out that uh, blog. Check out his store. Check out all that stuff because Jim is great. And, I'm also uh, impressed by the marathoning the N64 games. That's, that's really a, impressive. I mean, like I said, Turok is not an easy game. So, so he says the main games and the non-field sport games. So I would say that's your Mario's, your Zelda's, your Body Harvest, clearly. Probably. Because maybe, maybe, I think he's in the UK, so maybe he got Rakuga kids. I mean, that'd be... Probably not your dual heroes, huh? I would hope not. Okay. I would hope not. I guess one more thing I should say about dual heroes is that an Australian game magazine voted it the worst game of all time. So I'm not alone on that. I don't think it's the worst game of all time, but it's the worst one we've played so far. Anyway, we have gone so long talking about these three shitty games. Um, but you know what? Next week we are playing something that I think the fans have been clamoring for. Body Harvest. For a Body long time. Harvest. <laughs> it's very similar to Body Harvest in a lot of ways. It's probably our most requested game, beloved multiplayer ca- character mode game thing words. Gilmo's number adventure and letter journey or do I have those backwards I might we're playing two Elmo games next week you guys it's going to be so much fun Uh, prepare yourself for that prepare yourself to feel weird talking about real little kids games Uh, and I'm not going to I'm not going to dunk on it too much because I love me some Sesame Street so uh, yeah well wait until you play them before you decide how much dunking will be done there might be some dunkage we'll see we'll see everybody get up it's time to jam now we got got a real slam going down welcome to the space jam do your dance in your pants it's a waste jam all right all right all right all right Wave your hands in the air if you feel fine. That's all I know. We're going to take it into overtime. Welcome to the Space Jam. There we go. Those bad harmonies. Anyway, everybody, tune in next week. Check us out, ultra64podcast.com. Email us. We love, love, love your emails. It makes my day. Please keep sending them. You guys are the best. And tune in next week for all the Elmo action you can handle. What is that? Oh, no, the rift is opening. Ah, the dark rift. Quick, shove Roger in and run away. Oh, hey, guys, come on. My mom's going to kill me. Sorry, we have no more interns. Okay. Come on and slam if you want to jam. I believe I can fly.